Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in 76ers with your hosts, former 76ers point guard Eric Snow and two Sixers fanatics in Marcus and Tasia Dash. Believe in 76ers is presented by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL, right to UFC, and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code, that's BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in 76ers podcast. I'm Marcus Dash, here with legendary 76ers point guard Eric Snow and my brother Tasia Dash. Kind of uh, last week, kind of uh, ended with fireworks with the Utah Jazz offering that deal to um, uh, Paul Reed and then going down to Sunday, going down to the wire. Um, Sixers bring back Paul Reed. We're going to get into all that in this episode, but uh, how's everybody doing? Yeah, yourself? Can't complain. Can't complain. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, obviously nothing's happened with this James Harden stuff, but more, more things seem, more nuggets seem to be coming out about the whole situation. Um, so yeah, we got lots to get into, uh, today on the show. So we're going to kind of just dive right in. Um, so as I mentioned, Paul Reed, uh, we were signed, uh, Paul Reed to a deal up to three years. Um, years two and three are guaranteed if we make it to the second round at $23 million. And there's some mixed reviews from social media about the deal. Some don't like the money being tied to, a backup to Joel and others think we need to keep our young talent. So what do you guys think about the deal and uh, keeping Paul Reed in Philadelphia? Mixed reviews on social media. No, come on. Of course. I mean, it could swing, you know, it could just only be one way. <laughs> Mixture sometimes is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I, he's, he's a young guy that I wanted to, to, to um, come back and I wanted on the team. Um, the contract does make it interesting um, only because we have, you know, outside of Joel, we have the third, you know, second, third and fourth best player. We don't know how the contract's going to look. Yeah. So it's, it's really up in the air from that standpoint. So you, you have to, you know, assuming we accomplish what we, you know, somewhat, you know, at least the second round then it becomes guaranteed and you just don't know. Like, I, I think that I would have been more pressed to, to give him the deal if we have some more security or clarity kind of knowing where we were going. Yeah. So that uncertainty kind of get, gives me some hesitation because it's, you know, well, we need that space to kind of make a big move here. Like we don't know, like, we don't know what's going to happen with James and, even with Tobias, I mean, Tobias is in the last year of his deal and either he's going to stay and come back or we're going to have to fill that position. Yep. And, you know, Maxie is, you know, if you're looking at what some of these other young guys are getting, 
you, you can assume what Maxie's expecting. 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 Hoping. Hoping. No, expecting. Because all they do is compare the stats. It's true. Just, just compare them. I mean, you know, it's uh, the kid from um, the Pacers made the All-Star game, but the numbers are <laughs> terrible. That's last season. I mean, and bang, bang. you look at bang. bang, and I think that's who he's going to look at. Yeah. He's going to look at his contract. We're gonna we're gonna try to give him more of a hero contract, but he's gonna be like, "No, nah, I want Bane money." It's not even happening. <laughs> not even not even entertaining that. Yeah, yeah. Who would you say was his agent? Rich. Yeah. Not even entertaining that. <laughs> did, did Rich Paul represent either of Bane or um? No. Or no, he doesn't. No. Really know, or Halburn. Oh, okay. No, but he got Van Fleet 45 a year. So <laughs> if Van Fleet's getting 45 a year and you have I mean, Max- Houston has to spend money, man. All yeah, the but young. I, I I hear you on that, but if you're Rich Paul, you're not selling it that way by his other players. You're like, you know. I mean, he's Van coming Fleet. in there as a starter for three years. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not arguing against the money. I'm saying if Rich Paul by his standards is like you know, Max is entering his prime. Why is he not going to get crazy money like that? Huh. Yeah, I, I'm saying for his case, I'm saying. I, like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Fred, I mean, you know, like I told you, I'm not in anybody's pocket. I'm happy for him. I'm, yeah, I'm no, saying. I'm in his pocket. He, he He's looking <laughs> at the other contracts. And I told I told you guys, maybe I told you and I told some other people when people were talking about Jordan Poole got – so much money, and they want to talk about his contract, and I was yeah, like, yeah, we're contract thing about anything compared to some of these other guys is about to get paid. Yeah, pool, pool, and I would love it closer to pool and heroes money, but that's just yeah. But but a couple weeks ago, that was too much. <laughs> before starting these guys signed, before these point. guys signed, that was too much. Gee, yeah. I'll take that as a starting point. Now I'll take that as a middle <laughs> starting, exactly. and we're close to that now. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was telling a couple of friends of mine, I was like, look, you know, of course, they oh, I'm like, y'all blaming the guy that played 50 minutes and then he make too much money. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I said, all right. And I pulled out the salaries for the shooting guards in the NBA. Yeah. And I showed them, like, all of the guys that were behind pool that were coming up for contracts. Yep. Like, all the guards. As soon as they start getting these deals, they, they, all, they, they all text me. I'm like, man, I told y'all. <laughs> I told y'all he had a he had a quote unquote friendly deal for Golden State for his position based yep. on where it was going. Um, so now you go and he's gonna be probably the leading scorer for the Wizards. Oh yeah. He's gonna get on crazy deal, stats on that team. On a deal that's half what Halliburton got. It actually it's good for Washington because that deal is going to look like a bargain when he averages yes. 27 next year. And they, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They could trade his ass for more than they got it for him. Yes. More than they got, they got it for him. Yeah. yeah. Now, now the, the hero thing confuses me, unless he just gave him a deal, because he was coming off a six-man-of-the-year award. I don't know why he didn't get more than what he got. Because he could have, right? He wasn't restricted to that money. Yeah, it's weird, I mean, right? I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know if the market was like that for him, though. 
Well, it's still. I don't think it's still in the form. That's why the Portland game. Like, you know, he came off as a, as a, and he was coming off as a full time reserve. Yeah. This yeah. past year was his first time starting. Yeah, which he was. Yeah, he was hurt. I mean, it's hard for people to like consider not starters ever to command that. Yeah, we probably should have kept Maxi on the bench and then offered him a hero type deal. You you can that look. We had that conversation in one of our shows, like. Whether you yep. consider a starter versus a bench player, like their salaries will be different. So you can't go and compare yourself to Bain if you're a reserve. Yep, it's true. Yep. I mean. But Ma- Maxi offered that. He he was the one who wanted to play on the bench. He told Doc that that was. That yeah, was okay. <laughs> Eric's. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was, I mean, I was in offense about Reed. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Wasn't it? Uh, I, I was on the fence about Reed, but I think part of that was me just buying into this whole unofficial plan that we're trying to save as much cap space next year as possible. But I just, I, I just think you can't lose, you can't lose homegrown young talent because you're trying to save space for these mythical players next year that we don't even know are going to come here, right? Like that, that list is dwindling by the day as guys are getting extensions and resigned. But the, the only thing that it goes against that would be a lot of the big name players can just be traded for. I think that's one how most players have been um, going switching teams this year have been trades. So the, a name could pop up at any moment. Who's unhappy with this team that we could trade for, but I mean, eight, you know, just under $8 million a year for three years. I think they're definitely banking on him getting better uh, with that contract. Mm-hmm. Um and I think Nurse has probably assured them that he fits his mold, his, his kind of guy. Um, so, I mean, I I, I like that he's back. Uh, are there negatives to it? Can it be moved? I, mean, I know he's got no trade clause, but that doesn't mean he's going to reject any trade that we throw at him. I mean, if we say, hey, you want to go to L.A., he might he might just be like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So we don't know. We, we, you know. He can't be traded to Utah for a year. We do know that. Yeah. Um, but eight – Seven and a half million dollars, you know, eight million dollars. That's not a, a a deal breaker for a team to be like, no, we're not, we're not, you're not dumping that on us. It's not a bad contract in terms of where he's been headed because he has gotten better every year and what is what he's what his money is. So, yeah, I like that he's back. Um, yeah, that would have as far as the the fan base and the fan base has been kind of in shambles all off season since Harden opted in and requested a trade, and we're not really getting anything for as of right now. We're not getting anything for him, and seeing a lot of guys go. Yeah, Paul left. Reed leaving, and everyone loves Paul Reed. He's a huge fan favorite. He left. Fan base would have been very very upset. So I don't know if Maury knew he had to do that. Maury's really big on the Twitter trends and stuff. So Maury was all about the uh, was all about keeping everyone not happy. I don't know if that was the main people reason. Out, the people out there think that Maury's making decisions based on Twitter reactions. They're messing <laughs> with the wrong one because he's not doing that. <laughs> Especially with how much money he costed them in luxury. Because I think what, what was at the end, I think he cost like what, 14 or 15 million on luxury tax? So in the end, his contract was really like 23 million for this year if you include luxury tax. Mm-hmm. He's not going into Josh Harris's office saying, you got to see these reactions on Twitter, man. And come on, give me that extra 14 million to sign him. That ain't happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned uh, Nick Nurse. Uh, so uh, Nick Nurse said in, in a recent interview talking about Paul Reed uh, that he's that Reed's been in the gym more than anyone uh, he's seen this summer. 
Uh, Nurse said that Reed plays with his heart and guts, but he wants him to advance his skills. Um, so I just want to ask you guys, what do you think Reed um, needs to work on uh, in order to receive more minutes and, if to, and for some people to justify the money that he's getting um, this upcoming year? What do you want to see him improve on? I mean, it has to be, you know, obviously spreading the court. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to be there, but I think his ability to spread the court will allow him to play with Joel Moore mm-hmm. and not restrict him to maybe minutes being strictly back up or very limited minutes with him. I mean, ultimately, that's what it's going to come down to, his ability to show the versatility of playing alongside Joel. They say he's shooting about 700 jumpers a day. I think that's what I read. So, obviously, he knows it's a long way to go, but I like that he knows exactly what he needs to work on. These guys aren't clueless, right, unless they're in denial. Um, But you read stories like, you know, the apparent one with Zion saying he doesn't want to add a a, a mid-range jumper or other jumpers to his game. I I like that Reed knows exactly what he needs to work on, and he's working on it, Um, even if he gets like a – some semblance of like a mid-range deep jumper. He could definitely play with Joel. He's a good defender, active hands, good rebounder, lob threat. He hustles. Uh, he can guard multiple positions too. He's he's, he's pretty athletic for his size. Um, so I think at this point, yeah, three-point shooting, shooting and, and, and better handling. He fumbles the ball a little too much for my case. So. Yeah, and MB does too, actually. It's, 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 it's two guys you can't. Just get get the get the board. Um, I do want to ask you though. Do you guys see because uh, you talk about the, the um, playing next to Embiid? Um, some people have been floating around on Twitter. Is it maybe a chance if Re can kind of advance his game a little bit that he could kind of supersede um, PJ Tucker for that uh, that that power forward position in the starting uh, in the starting lineup? If if the team is the, 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 pretty much the same team we bring back um, this past year, if Harden stays, Tobias stays. Could you see a world where Paul Reed could take over the starting four position over PJ Tucker? So is PJ the four or is Tobias the four? <laughs> we, we had this discussion last year the same exact time. <laughs> Just ask. I think people online are assuming that PJ. So if you put you so you, you're saying so if you're playing Paul Reed in front of PJ, you're saying Tobias is a three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to. He better, he better develop that jumper. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want Tucker's minutes to come down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening. No. So you think at this point, Tucker's on it for? I can see his month. I can see his minutes maybe catching up or passing up, but I don't see him jumping right in the starting lineup. I think it has some of the things that we're talking about has to happen gradually. Yeah. So at this point right now, PJ's a more consistent three point shoot, three point threat than yeah. Yeah. So at this point, you have Tucker at three, Tobias at four, still locked in as starters. If the season started today. I mean, I don't I don't really know. I mean, the way they use them, they're both spot up shooters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're both corner. Really, I mean, in most instances, you are who you who you are who you can defend. Yeah. And they both can switch on threes and fours, so matchup dependent. Yeah, but I, I mean, I would, I would consider PJ more to three. Like, if we play Miami, like, who's guarding Jimmy? 
Tucker. Yeah, that would be more than three to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, talking about the because pretty much we've brought in with bring back Paul Reed, uh, signing Obama. Um, we got a lot of fours and five, a lot of, yeah, a lot of bigs. Um, so Bamba talked uh, in his introductory press conference, talked about pairing with Embiid on the court and mentioned how Ibaka and Gasol shared the floor in Nurse's offense. Uh, so my question to you is, do you think he could play some minutes at the four with Embiid on the floor? Uh, and at this point, who do you think will be Embiid's primary backup at the five? And remember, we have Paul Reed, uh, Bamba, uh, Petrusev, the, the international guy we're bringing over, that Nurse said we're bringing over this year, as well as Montrose Harrell. So we got a lot of fours and fives uh, in the lineup. So um, who do you guys think would be the primary backup at the uh, at the four? And yeah, that's, that one's tough. I mean, that's that that one's tough. Um, I think training camp is going to have to definitely determine that, and I don't think that's going to be a a, a set in stone a, thing. A set in stone thing. I think that yeah. can change as the season goes on. Yeah, that'll be fluid. Um, I, I mean, I think that you know, Mama comes in and he is close to what his potential was supposed to be, or uh, what he was doing with Orlando when he got the minutes. That's gonna be tough to keep him <laughs> keep him off the court. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right now, he's if I don't know, and sure Tasia has the numbers. I would assume based on him shooting threes that his percentages are better than Paul Reed's. Oh, I, I have the percentages, Eric. Um, that's what I say. I'm sure you had them. I'm I'm, I'm assuming that they're much better from the three point line. Um, I'm just not sure that he can. Defend most fours. Yeah. Um, which which so, would lead me to think that he would be more of the primary five, and Reed would be five and four. Um, play on the match, right? On the yeah, matchup. I'm thinking that they could, could Reed end up playing more minutes with Joel and some minutes with the backup five. Like if you played Cleveland, for instance, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, then. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Bamba can squeeze in at four and play Mobley, yes. right? I mean, I mean, there's some fours you can play. Um, yeah. You know, if if you're playing the Lakers and Rui is in, you could play him on Rui, maybe. Um, yeah, Bamba's pretty athletic. He's not a slow Yeah, you could play him, you know, maybe against Sacramento, go to state um, with Draymond. Yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. So there's some teams out there you could play that size with, um, but he's still going to have to be, you know, show some more agility because most of those guys that you could probably put them on are still agile and can make plays off the dribble. Mm-hmm. So in 21-22, when he was averaging 26 minutes a game with Orlando, Bamba had a true percent, true shooting percentage of 58%, which ranked him 78th overall in the NBA. Next to guys like Bruce, Bruce Brown, Booker, AD, Chris Boucher, who was nurses backup for a while. Backup big. Um, he had a catch and shoot percentage of 39% off of four attempts per game. It's pretty good. Pretty damn good, right? Uh, last season, his overall three-point percentage plummeted a lot with the Lakers. I know he couldn't shoot in L.A. for some reason. But overall for the season, when you do Orlando and L.A., he still had a catch and shoot of 40.5% off 2.4 attempts. So that's two years overall of 39 to 40%. If he hovers around 38 to 40%, He's going to play. He's definitely going to have those Ibaka Gasol minutes. He's going to play. Um, and I, I like that he talked about that, too. It's cool to have a player 
that knows his, his upcoming coach's past, recent past, and it shows you why. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but, you know, Abaka was also a great defender. Primarily four. Yeah. Until he got, you know, older. Yeah, that's true. And Bama's been strictly five. Um, but again, I think if he can, if he shoots 38, 40% off three to four attempts a game, I mean, that's great. I think it's a great, uh, low risk, high upside deal for, for us with Bamba. I, I think I've, I've been, I've liked Bamba more and more after hearing him talk and, and, and deep diving into his stats. Yeah. But also tells I you do. why, it also tells you why we didn't really uh, hit the Christian Wood market because I mean, we're getting a guy who can shoot it and who can play a bit of defense. That and vet be min- a backup to Embiid, yeah. Vet min money. That's, mm-hmm. you know, um, two years ago, that, that season I was talking about when he averaged, when he had like 26 minutes a game and he was shooting 39%, he was, I think he averaged like 11 and 12 and eight that season. His, his stock was going up big time. So mm-hmm. have a guy like that and your fortunes can qu- change quickly in the NBA. Uh, have a guy like that on the vet mins. Awesome. I do see Reed probably grab more minutes at the four and Bob would probably grab more minutes at the five, but I do, I'll agree with Eric. It's, it's, it'll be fluid as much as Reed lovers don't want to hear that. Yeah. Reed in his 8 million a season's not, you know, he's not plug and play at this point, no matter what, right? They're, they're going to definitely see how it goes from game to game after training camp. We, you all, y'all hammering for him to come back, huh? You're hammering for him to come back to do what? Improve? And play, right? Yeah. That's interesting, man. Yeah, but if Bamba, I mean, if Bamba looks, again, like you said, like he was supposed to look, I mean, we, we you know, let me put it this way. As Reed fans, we want him to look similar to what Bamba was doing two years ago. So if Bamba plays like that again, then it's a good problem to have, I think, between him and Reed. Yeah, I, I think just the ability for the, for them to show versatility to play with other bigs helps. And the way to do that is for some of them to be able to spread the court and not really play on, you know, on top of each other at the, or, or clog the paint. And with them being missing, what, 17 games? 65, you know how to play 65 games? Is that what it is? 65 or 67, right? Which, whichever one it is. He, you know, <laughs> he's going to play his 67 games or whatever there, it is. There you go. Bob might be award. starting 17 so games. They're going to have at least 15 games where, you know, they're going to get a majority of the minutes. Yep. Um. I don't expect you guys to know much about the Petrusev guy, uh, but what do you guys think of? What do you guys make of that? I was under the impression that he was not going to be on on the on the active roster, but when Nurse brought it up on Maxie's podcast, I was kind of surprised because we already seems it seems like we already have a lot of bigs already, and now we're bringing another one. I know he can he can stroke the ball a little bit, he can shoot it, but I I, I don't know, but I believe it when I see it. That's yeah, Nurse, I know about guys coming from over you know overseas is. Uh, I've seen them. I've seen it go both ways. Um, you see them and then you don't. Yeah, I've seen them come and have success, and I've seen some of this. You know, they come and then he's gone, and you didn't see anything in between. So we'll see. Nurse, Nurse also said our roster right now and the roster we see come training camp will look very different. So Patricia could easily be one of those differences. He said that. Yeah. Recently, yeah, 
on, on Maxi's podcast, right? I believe, yeah, I believe that's where he said it. He said our, our our roster right now and the roster you see at training camp won't, won't look the won't look similar. Something, something. It'll look different. Is what he he meant. Yeah, I mean, you you know, moving your two guys with the last year of their deal can make it look very different. He also said he spoke to Tobias's dad and they had a good conversation about how he's going to use him this year and that kind of stuff. So that also, you know, it goes back to what we said about Harden being moved before Tobias would in our mind. I think Tobias. He also, it was reports also that he had a good conversation with James too, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Having a lot of good conversations with people. Just asking. I mean, you know, he had all these good conversations, but. Yeah. It's a conversational. People were still putting it out that, you know, he wanted to be gone. And the Sixers are still putting it out that, you know, they're willing to work it out with them. <laughs> yeah. Love talk. And, you know, and I don't know what you say. Tobias' dad didn't have – he wasn't talking on speakerphone for, for us to know what he said. Based That's on true. What your people say. Maybe Nurse was like, hold on, I'm not on speaker, am I? You're not at a restaurant, are you? Just checking. Just checking. I would, if I was the GM, I would definitely make that joke. I mean, no question. I'd be like, you're, you're not a restaurant and you're not on speakerphone. All right, good. Let's go. Let's talk about Tobias now. Um, to continue to talk about James Harden. So, um, recent report uh, that the Sixers would welcome Harden back. Um, although there's two conflicting reports. So, you have uh, Ramona Shelburne who said that Harden requested a trade, it was not a demand. And then another report, Zach Lowe has said, if you talk to people around James Harden, he's not backing down. He wants out of Philadelphia. How do you guys interpret the difference there of those two things, especially when you talk about the difference between request and a demand, and then also, on the other hand, you got him his people close to him saying he wants out of Philadelphia. That sounds kind of like a like a demand, not really a request. Yeah, I mean, it could have, it could have started out as a request and became a demand. That's true. <laughs> You're in the middle, <laughs> in the spectrum of request and demand. Maybe it's like he requested it, then when they didn't do it, you demanded it. Yep, <laughs> yep. That's what I think happened. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm time I sign this deal, you know, I'm gonna keep my one year, you know, but I'm requesting to be, you know, traded. Uh, we want to hold on. We don't want to do this and that. All right, I'm demanding to be traded. I don't want to be there anymore. That's so, just like that's just like asking, you know, telling your kids something and you kind of tell them, you know, yeah. hey, no video games. And then all of a sudden you hear the game like, hey, didn't I say no video games? Yeah. Just a little small say <laughs> to, you know, that's it. No more. Yeah. There we go. That's your example of probably what happened. <laughs> you could say request. You could say request is like a polite demand. Yes. Like how I'm being nice about it right now, okay? It'd be great if you clean your room in five minutes. And then in five minutes, if you don't clean your room, X, Y, and Z is happening. Yes. So they, to, to spin it into six years getting, They will not get the best version of James Harden if he stays. And I'm not talking about on the court. I'm just saying the best version of him being engaged. So I was thinking about that because I was comparing, I mean, we one thing with Harden, we've had a lot of sample size of requests and demands, right? Mostly demands though, right? Because with Houston, um, all of his his guys and his teammates were kind of gone. It was a new kind of flock of, of of teammates he had when he requested out. And Maury was gone at that point, and they were still close at that point. 
So when he demanded it, he didn't really – I don't think he really gave a shit about what management or what players thought about him. In Brooklyn, he had a falling out with Kyrie, apparently, and him and Durant were on icy terms, apparently. So when he demanded it, he didn't give a crap about what everyone thought about him. But here he still does have a good relationship with teammates. He's cool with Tucker. He's cool with Embiid. He's cool with Harris. He's cool with Max. He's cool with other guys. So he's, he's, also, a, he's also cool with the guys that play for the um, Clippers. Yeah. And he's from L.A. Yeah. He'll end up with the Clippers. Dane will end up in Miami. James doesn't get moved until after Dame gets moved. That's so why. You, yes. All right. Let's let me ask you a percentage then. That's percentage percent what? That's my guess. Okay. So percentage though. Percentage of James Harden is with the Sixers game one, the regular season. I would say it's less than fifty. Less than fifty. Forty percent. 40% that he's with the Sixers game one. Is the highest I would go, yes. What about percentage he's with the Sixers by the trade deadline? Um, or do you think like he, he – There's no oh, really? So, so you you think if he does play, he will cause possible off-the-court problems enough to them? Like, I, I don't think he'll cause problems. I just don't think it'll be fun. And you have the whole aspect of Nurse going – You got a disgruntled – Disgruntled player that don't want to be there with a new coach, new team, new system. Why do that? Yeah. Yeah. And if they think that, then that raises the possibility of him being gone before the season, which is why Nurse probably yeah, said. I mean, just, the, the issue is they, um, everyone knows that he wants out. So they're not going to give you a sweetheart deal. So you're going to have to, you're going to eventually have to go to the team that's willing to, that want him. If we're talking about pure value, where would you want to be as far as James Harden? What's the best chance for you to showcase your skills and make the most money next season? Because he can't be re-signed right now and extended. He's got to play this year out. So you want to go to a new situation in L.A. and restart chemistry? Or do you want – I mean, at the floor in Philly, he's averaging 21 and 11 and 6. Do we so want to be in Philly? But he wants money, right? He wants to make money. Do we want to be in Philly? Long term. This year, anything. I don't think he wants to be in Philly. <clears throat> and mean, he gets you, fired. You said if he wanted to be in Philly, I mean, he could have just, you know, signed a longer deal. For the money he made right now, just signed a three-year deal. Yeah. I think they were signing for three-year deals based on the amount. Yeah. Yep. So, obviously, it was some differences in that. So if his difference is in the contract, he's not one that's going to be like, man, I want to be here no matter what. Look, man, if I'm not getting what I want, and, and this the science point for him not getting what he wants, if he's going to play another year, he's going to be a year older. I don't care how he plays because to me it's a cap on how much he's how well he's going to play because you still have Joel and Maxie. So he's not going to go out and average 30 with that team. Mm -mm. He's not going to average 25 with that team. So, so how how is the pay going to be that much that different? Because there's an unknown with LA. You guys are no, saying how is the pay going to be that different for the Sixers? 
No, the not for Sixers, a season. There's no guarantee the Sixers, if he can go out and do what he did this year, they're not going to give him any more than what they would have gave him this year. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's a good point. Yeah, so in his mind, he's like, if I'm going to take a discount. In his mind, I, for what I've done, what for what I've done last season, I led the league in assists, and I was basically 20 and 11, and y'all telling me, mm, and then I'm going to be a year older? What I have heard, Eric. And I'm supposed to think that you're going to give me a better deal next year? No now, what I heard, Eric, was when he signed that one and one deal, Moore gave him a wink, wink. But now Maury was saying he had some citrus and some he got some stuff in his eye. And he was, he was, he was just <laughs> doing that. So like, he's like, no, I wasn't winking at you, dude. I was just like, I, I, my eye hey, was burning. I didn't wink anything. Whether they have that deal or not, um, the fact that James signed it leads me to think that the expectations of him getting more came from somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's he is, him and his people assumed it or – it was presented that way. Yeah. Um, but we, we talked about it when he did that. We was like, well, it must be something he's getting on yeah. the back end of this deal. Sure. Wink, wink. Citrus. Yeah. But how pissed off maybe is Maury and our side and the Sixers side when they heard rumors starting in December about Houston, 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 going to give him the bag. Like So we're like, you know what? In good faith, you should have played the damn year out. You were trying to gouge us for some extra money in December. You couldn't even wait for the season to be over. He did so, play the season now. He did, but we, we we had rumors since December. We had rumors since Christmas. But he yeah, never said. We never had a quote from him. Oh, we we know. Come on now. Where we was that coming? It wasn't but coming from also, Philadelphia. Yeah, but we also have a. Um, so all the rumors about Tobias, where that come from? The speakerphone. The fans. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. And so that's not the Stitchers putting out stuff? Yeah, they both put out stuff. Absolutely. Right, so it goes both ways then. Were the Sixers putting out stuff for, for against on James, though? They weren't doing anything. We, we don't know. We would have heard something. Recently, we, we've heard stuff. No, recently all, we have. Yeah, yeah, but all we do know is, so all of this stuff about anything, so nothing about James – um, and his partying ways and him not liking Doc and all that stuff and all, all of that stuff is just all James people? I will say that those are all very recent reports, though. No, but I'm saying that was like during the season. That was before all of this. I don't remember hearing uh, – were there a lot of Doc and uh, Harden problems? I didn't hear about that until they lost. I think, yeah, I think most of that came after we lost. Uh, that yeah, game I'm saying, but it was before free agency. Yeah. Yes. It was way before free agency. I mean, you yeah, got to lost in the middle of May. True, but we got rid of, we got rid of Doc. Supposedly for him. But he was yes. part of the reason we got rid of Doc. So, I mean, like, that's so, that's so, pretty- so, so, so who's putting it on? Now they're putting it on him that the doc, the coach is gone. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden you don't want to pay that same guy. Yeah, but when, yeah. When so he was I'm saying, is that coming from James people? It's well, there's smoke, there's fire. When James said him and I are okay, come on, come on now, come on now, Tasia. It can't just be all his people putting stuff out. Like, no, 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 no. There's, both, there's both sides. There's both sides. Okay, that's what I'm saying. They're saying he he said he talked all this stuff, but then all of a sudden he couldn't play with Doc and this and that, and Doc, you know, got fired, this and that. So that ain't they ain't saying that to make a guy look good. That, that's not why that's being said. 
you don't think any of those doc reports came from Harden's people? No, I'm just saying, but they're not saying that to make a guy look good. So, no. but they happen to say the free agent is the one that don't like the coach. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no one else on the team. All them guys that he's friends with, but he's the only one that don't like the coach. <laughs> it does seem kind of fishy. Huh? <laughs> Come on now. I mean, he's look, friends with everybody. He's friends with everybody. You said it. He's good friends with all these guys. Players, though. Players. Hard's had plenty of problems with the coaches and management. We know that. Come on now. We know that. He's got a reputation. It was his third team in three years. He liked D'Antoni. Great. Yeah, the one the, the guy who just let him shoot 50 times a game. Great. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, you said it though. Like, like, don't, don't, you can't say he had all these problems with coaches and he has, he has, he has though. That's what's up too. Success, but yeah, I mean, but recently, the D'Antoni was like five years ago at this point, four years ago at this point. Long well, a long, time it was ago. a long time of his career. That's why his name always popped up whenever, when this whole Harden stuff happened. His name always popped up as a head coach um, possibility. But we did get rid of God. Didn't he start out, didn't D'Antoni start out in um, Brooklyn? Yeah, he was an assistant on that he staff too. There. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're trying to make it right with him. Um, I mean, I I, I, there's shit coming from both sides. I do agree with that. So a report came out um, a couple hours ago. It's pretty much the same we already know, but it's from Woj. Uh, Daryl Morey's asking price is exorbitant. Teams are not engaging with the Sixers with the kind of asks that Daryl's asking for. James Harden. Right now, the Harden talks like Damian Lillard are going to linger into the summer. Do you think the longer this goes, is the hall going to be bigger? Or are they going to kind of give in to Maury's ask, or is it kind of going to kind of lessen? Will will, they, will will their offer kind of lose its luster as we as it, as it goes further? Along? Are you speaking for Dame and James, or or one or the other? I, I'm talking about just the Harden situation. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's lingering because Dame. It, it feel the into the Dane Lillard situation is settled. Yeah. I mean, you can't make a move. You can't do anything until that's settled because you may have a chance to get him. Yeah. So you can't make a move. So I'm firm, I'm firm on him not being moved until Lillard's move. I think once Lillard moves, you'll see a little more traction pick up. Um, I, I still believe, I feel still feel that Dane will end up in Miami. James will end up with the Clippers. It's just a matter of – what what other teams and players and picks how that's going to look? Yep, I I agree. I yeah. mean, they could be moved at the same time. We don't know. Yeah. Plus, maybe maybe the Sixers want Lillard off the board completely, so they could be like, "All right, Clippers, you're not getting Dame. We know that. Yes. Come on now, give us what we want. Like, no more no more lying and saying we're waiting for Dame. Dame's gone. You're not getting him." And maybe the Clippers want to see how much Dame goes for. Yes. Negotiating, they'd be like, I'm not giving you two yes. first round picks if Dame's yes. going for two first round picks. Exactly. I'll give you one first round pick. Exactly. So, you know, because Dame has higher value than than, than Harden. He does. Right now, yeah. So that's that's what I'm saying. So you you just sit back and watch that trade, and you know, that kind of shows you the market. Yeah. But if we're worried about Portland getting lowballed for Dame, wouldn't that want to make us go faster to get rid of him before we see what little goes for Dame? Because if he gets, if they get low ball and it's like two first round picks and hero, then we're like, oh man, now we have to accept Powell and Mar- Morris and, and, and Rocco and 
one pick, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you believe that Maury actually wants to reconcile with Harden and wants him on the team this year, or do you think that's just leverage and, and trying to get Maury wants to do what's best for the team? Yeah. However, that looks. Yeah. Such a long way. James wants to do what's best for him first. Like he's like they like that's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then once that's decided, then you go out and do what's best. To try your hardest. Yeah, I think the, uh, the most interesting thing with this whole thing is this whole Maury narrative. It's like this whole time we got him, everyone's like, "Oh, he's gonna do right by Harden. He's gonna give him the bags. He's gonna, he's gonna get MDA, uh, Dan Tony. He's gonna he's gonna do everything to keep Maury around, and it's gonna be Harden's team." And then like now, look at this now. You know, we're talking about Maury doing what's best for the team, which obviously is his job. That's what he should be doing. But it's just interesting that his whole narrative has just kind of changed with, with Maury. Um, this this offseason in the last last few months. So, um, okay, so last thing. Um, so on that same uh, Tyrese Maxey podcast with Nick Nurse, which is a great listen. If you all haven't listened to it, you guys should definitely check it out. Um, Maxey says something pretty interesting. So I, want, uh, I have the quote right here. Uh, quote, one thing I really thought about was how you say, you say you try new things and you test them out. Like, that's crazy. I've never had a coach that like actually tests them out in the games. So before we automatically assume this is directed at Doc Rivers, let's also remember that Maxie was coached by uh, Coach Cal Perry, uh, who's another coach with a fantastic reputation. So, Eric, is that unusual uh, to have a coach try and test out new things during a game? Um, I, I, I think it's about winning. I think it's about winning. Whether you try new stuff, old stuff, it's about winning the game. So I don't really think that's something to really be ex- overly excited about. You know, who cares? If, I mean, I don't really care about trying things. If you're losing, you're losing games. I mean, just to me, win, let's win the games. If you want to try an experiment, try experimenting and us still win. Great. But I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that should. I don't think a guy should be given credit for that, and I don't think a guy should be knocked for that. It's to me, it's just coaching. You coach to win the game and help your guys get better. However, you want to do that, you do that. But I don't think just because it's different or abnormal that it should be considered great. Is it that different and abnormal though? To try things during the game, like I don't. I don't know what you mean when you say try things. Like trying what? Try zone. Try press. Like, what? what is he doing that's different? Yeah, he didn't get – I don't think he got into specifics, but he talked about how they did this against Philadelphia, um, trying different ways to maybe come at Embiid uh, in that game because he was dominating and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I, mean I, I mean, I guess I played in a different era where there's strategies for defense were – were, there were more. We didn't switch everything, and we didn't switch every pick and roll. If you had, a, if I played against, you know, Stefan Marbury, and you want to send him left, um, just say, you know, only if he was bringing the ball on the left side, maybe you would, you know, down or blue or force him to the baseline. If he was on the other side, you would send him up the court, so you can always keep him to his left. So then you would trap him up the court. You wouldn't down or blue him, so he would never be able to attack with his right hand. If he's up top, you would 
weak because you want to send him to the left. Or if it's Nick Van Exel, you want to send him to the right. You you have to know which side of the court they're on because if the, based on where the screen is coming, you've got different calls. That's not necessarily trying anything different. That's just making an adjustment to your team. Yeah, that's just yeah. coaching. So you know, so it is a knock on top. We have we have we've done pick and roll defense where we would run and jump instead of switching. So the guy that was up top would come and take the ball and switch, and the guy who was guarding the ball would rotate, and the other corner guy would rotate up, and he would rotate all the way to the furthest. The guy who was guarding the ball initially would rotate all the way to the furthest guy away. That's hmm. that's not something you do all the time, but that was maybe something you do when a team is really hurting you on a certain kind of action. Yeah. Um, but we didn't try that just to try it. We tried it because we wanted to win the game. You had to. It was <laughs> yes, we had to do yeah. something different to win. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I don't want to know if that's just trying something new or trying to win. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they just said it wrong or said it differently. Not necessarily wrong, but said it differently because just trying something new doesn't do anything for me. Like, I'm, I, don't, yeah. I don't mean anything. Like, what you just described, though, sounds like adjusting, which in that case, it does sound like kind of a knock on Doc Rivers, not adjusting. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if that's what they meant. They could be just be like, okay, well, we're going to try to put our foreman on the point guard. And our and put you know said so we're gonna run one three one and put our smallest guy in the back you know like like just something that's what I'm saying just trying stuff that's like no one does and it really doesn't make sense yeah so I don't know unless they give examples what it meant so that's why I'm like trying things like in the game like what does that mean like what do you mean we trying things let's let's go win this game yeah let's let's do what we do best. And on offense and try to get them to stop it. If they can't stop it, let's keep doing it. Defensively, we're going to take, try to take away their actions, try to take make them start the ball further out, keep them on one side of the court, make sure their best players aren't getting uncontested looks, try to give them always a crowd, try to make the guy that shoot you want to shoot, box out, rebound, run out of transition. That's It's all basic. You all know what to do going from game to game. So I don't know where the – the new would come in different new things during the game. Like, I don't, I don't know what that means. So I don't know how to say that's a knock on doc because I don't know what they're talking about. What do you mean specifically? Yeah. Um, I, I mean, without knowing specifics, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think, I do think we've had trouble in the playoffs when teams do, different things than they did in the regular season to try and stop us. Like for instance, when Austin played, did a better job against the pick and roll. It seemed like we were just come hell or high water. We're trying to make our regular season offense work and let our talent and pick and roll offense win the game. And we weren't adjusting. I think that was definitely a problem. Yeah. Our best players didn't play. I'm not putting it all on doc. Now he's gone. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but the, the, it's the thing is, is if you have Joel and you throw it down to him, where he's in position where no one could guard him one-on-one and you double, that's all the action you need. You have your best player with the ball in scoring position. Come stop me or I'm going to score every time. If you don't, if you do, I'm going to swing, swing, somebody's getting the wide open shot. You have the guy cut that you don't want to take the cut. 
or take the shot or set a screen. You get different action off of that. It's all about your best players getting action, getting shots, getting looks, putting pressure on the defense, making them making adjustments to stop you. Yes. Yeah. And if he can do that by trying new things, then hell, do it. <laughs> it's like yeah, that's what says. I don't know how that's any different than I don't know what you can do differently other than just giving Joel the ball. Now he already said like, he meant to just giving the big the ball, right? Isn't that what you all said he said? Yeah, yeah that was before, that was before he was our coach, though. Yeah, but well, all I'm saying is, what well, you can do all these tricks and all this action you want. You can run people in circles, and we did what they call now the Iverson cut, right? But at the end of the day, we were trying to do what? Win. Give AI the ball. Wow. Right? Yep. So you did all the tricks you want, but at the end of the day, it's one player you want to get the ball. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, we want who to have the ball. We have other guys that can score it, but at the end of the day, it's the reason why he led the league in scoring. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, what trick you got. I don't know why you got to be a Cute. trickster to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Maxie seems to like it, so I like that he's happy. Yeah, Maxie is able to score and get shots and not be double teamed. Yeah. <laughs> He should love it. And they yeah. reportedly want to give him the ball more. So of course he of course he's loving that. He he's gonna have a bigger role with, with James going. And a bigger role equals uh, he already getting his money. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, Eric, come on, Marcus. Eric knew what I was going with that. <laughs> he already getting his money. Well, yeah. It's not a matter of if, it's just a win. So the so the hero is his floor. Right, hero is uh, Jordan Bull. No. Hero, his floor. No, no. What's his floor? You think Baines his is floor now? His floor is nowhere near hero. His floor to me is 150, 160. for like four years extension. Floor, yes. Well, Maybe and that's exactly why we're waiting to re-sign him so we can get someone else under contract and then re-sign him to that for that year that deal. Yeah, that's the reason why. Yeah, you're right. There is a reason why. That's why. We're not stupid. We know. Because we don't want that $40 million number as a cap hole next season. Yep. So you're coming around to want to pay him, Tasia? Because I remember we had that what first conversation. Hold on. Hold on. What did I not you, want to pay you, him? You thought he was going to take a home count in a couple oh, years. I so want it. Yeah. I want that. Be pocket. Oh, I'm in there. Tyler Hero, his his hey, his floor. No, you know it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, floor. Like it's his floor. Hey. He was six man of the year. Come on, that now. deal he wasn't was already bump. done. That deal was already done, man. I like that deal. That minimum for that deal was already done. There's no way. There's no way, Rich. If, right. if Rich comes in and from negotiate, they um. Put that out there and be like, I mean, we, you know, until y'all come to y'all senses, we're not even gonna have another conversation. Now, okay, let's say Harden's gone. Let's say Maxi is not as efficient as he was last year, shooting 42, 43% from three. His efficiency goes down, he struggles a little bit. Now, now what now, now what happens? Hero, your money. 
No. You heard what I said, right? Still no. You heard what I said. Do, do you think, Eric, because um, I know some people have, have thrown this out, that the fact he didn't get his extension now, this puts into jeopardy. If he does get hurt this year, does that hurt? I think it only him? goes up before it goes down. Okay. Okay. Well, good for him. Unfortunately, the only thing that could make it go down is knock on woods is what you don't want to happen. Injury. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I still think, you know, then you're talking about Hero as his floor. Then it just, I think he still gets it. Then it just comes into how much is going to be guaranteed and all that stuff. And Mm -hmm. then you put parameters on if he makes a certain thing and all that, then you just kind of have protections on him getting back to that level to get the pay. But he's getting it. It's it's in the works. Yeah, I think they know already. That's why. That's why there haven't been any negative reports about his non-extension because they've yeah. told Mitch and his guys are like, "We'll take care of you. Just give us, just give us a minute. Let's get our books in order. Let's get someone else under contract. Let's get our money there, and then we'll give you what you know you deserve." Which he does. I mean, my thing is, you know, you're not going to not pay James and then not pay him too. Yeah, because what the hell are you saving it for? At that point. For a new, a new uh, Washington Commander Stadium. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, y'all seen that report? Well, how much they said that the NFL is approaching on a yearly basis? Yeah. 25 million. 25 billion. Crazy. Ain't no shortage. No. Don't want no money going there. It'll be maybe the other way around. It, yeah. And I believe the Sixers are, are looking at a, a new area for the stadium. They're going to build a new stadium, too. So, I mean, obviously, the Harris, is, he's got the money. He's got the dough. Yeah, we don't, but we don't know how much that out of pocket and what's coming out of the, the taxes of, of the – Oh, yeah, it's going to be fronted by the people. I mean, that's usually how, how it happens. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't use that to brag about how much money he has. We just have to ask <laughs> for 80% of it from the city holders. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right, fellas. Well, that does it for us. We'll see you guys next week as we discuss more about the uh, the off-season rumors and speculations. So we hope everybody has a good weekend. We'll see you next time. All right. Take it easy. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.